So, hello guys, welcome back to another Games from the Block podcast. Uh, this is Take Calm for now. And today with me is Dino Foderaro, who is COO of Fables of Fira. And we are going to talk everything about Fables of Fira and the upcoming sale. So, Dino, nice to meet you. How are you? Good, good. Nice to meet you. And thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Likewise, it's my pleasure. Uh, so let's begin by telling us, like, who are you and what is that you guys do with Fables of Sphere? Yeah. So as George, as you as you introduced me, I'm Dino Fotorero. I'm the COO of uh, Invisible Goat Studios, uh, which is the incubator of the creator of the Fables of Fire franchise. Um, so Fables of Fire is a, a single player role playing game um, on the blockchain um, that has a, a very unique approach to the play to earn space. That's a little bit different than what we've seen out there uh, and what we've kind of currently seen in the market. Um, so, uh, you know, just kind of starting from the beginning, our background, we've been linked to the Vulcan Forge community for, for quite some time now, almost almost two years um, and really have grown from. Um, um, the original idea of being more of like an art project surrounding these uh, dragons and, and kind of allowing this creativity that really um, allowed uh, families to participate in the blockchain and in the NFT space to this entire ecosystem built and based around these family-friendly dragons um, that really allow players the opportunity to craft and farm, explore, quest, and really just kind of enjoy um, this mythical world that we've created, um, which is which is really a, a testament to uh, Oversized Hat, Stephen, our CEO, um, and the team that he's put together and what we've built. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I started in January. Um, and just kind of seeing even from January of this year to right now, the amount of change, the amount of uh, uh, just advancement that we've seen within the, the ecosystem in the game is incredible. And, it, and it's definitely the team that, that's been put in place. Um, you know, just our team consists of, like I said, myself as the COO. Um, I have a background in scaling businesses, um, really taking uh, highly technical, highly engineered solutions um, with global engineering teams and global marketplaces um, and bringing them to market quickly and then expanding those offerings um, with the constraints of smaller businesses and kind of navigating those challenges that you face as you as you hyperscale a business to meet the growing demand. Um, you know, we've got Heidi uh, who runs our marketing team. I know you've worked closely with her. She comes from a background with with Sony and, and Rick and Morty and some of these really great brands that just have such great marketing and such great organic um, communities that it was really, uh, uh, you know, really a great fit when she joined the team. Um, and then we've got one heck of a development team that's put together this entire ecosystem um, and really built a product that is ready to launch. Um, we've got lore writers and we've just got a, a, a great group. Um, which includes like boots on the ground in the Philippines, helping with the play to earn side. We've got, you know, uh, personnel on, on staff uh, with Walter and some of the others that really know the guild space. So we're really excited at kind of what we put together and where and how we're going to market, because I think uh, we've got a, a great team that can really check all the boxes for a lot of the people that are in the space. So we are talking about the Rockstar team here, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, as I, as I kind of, you know, 
I recently exited a business last August. Um, and as I came to look for my next opportunity and really where I want to dedicate my team, you know, or my time, the team within Invisible Goat Studios and with Fables of Fire and the fact that we had a product to launch really separated Invisible Goat and Fables of Fire from all the other opportunities that were out there, all the other roadmaps that I was seeing that were out there, you know, uh, we were so far ahead in the development side that now as we do our initial land sale, which we're doing right now, um, as we get ready to launch our token sale, all of those funds generated from those activities are going to really launching and expanding the awareness of the game versus the creation of the product. Um, because that's a, a really a, a, a dicey or a tough proposal is taking your initial funds and ensuring that you have enough to develop a full scale product. We're in the enviable position where we have a full scale product developed and now the funds that we're launching are really there to make it um, reach its full capabilities versus being built from scratch. So it's a really exciting, exciting time for Fables of Fyra um, and a really great time for everyone who's in the space to get in early and really kind of, uh, you know, kind of ride the wave as we, as we grow and expand. All right. All right. Uh, Dino, Fables of Fire, right? What is this? Like, I mean, how is this game going to be? Yeah, so this is a, a downloadable game, right? So it's PC and Mac right now. Um, eventually, we will have a mobile component. We're working to kind of determine how we can kind of get onto the Android and the iOS, you know, ecosystems or, or spaces um, with with, the, with our technology. Um, so like I said, right now, downloadable game. Um, and, and what it really is, it is a hybrid between your standard uh, farming crafting game, um, farming crafting scavenging game um, that has a really fun and, and interactive questing component to it. Um, so when you come into the ecosystem, um, whether it's on free land or on NFT land, which enables the play to earn space, you have a dragon that you control. It's your character, right? You explore this entire kingdom of Dreka um, that has this really great backbone of lore that was written by, a, uh, by our head creator of lore. Um, and, and it really allows the player to kind of explore and use their time within the game how they enjoy. Um, you know, one of the big things that, that Steven, myself, our team saw was that after COVID, people were really deciding how they wanted to spend their time and invest their time. And they only want to invest their time in things that they enjoy, things that kind of make them happy, right? I think COVID reset everyone back to looking at like those slog jobs where, man, I don't really enjoy going to work every day. If I'm going to do something, I want to enjoy it. And we kind of extrapolated that into the gaming space and said, okay, you know, you could go play some of these games that are out there on the market and the, on the blockchain, right? And you can grind and make, you know, you could fight three guys every day until like kind of blue in the face, but that gets boring, monotonous, and kind of people lose interest, right? And, and they're not, they're not enjoying their time. So we kind of developed this principle that we called enjoyable earnings, right? So you could come into our ecosystem and how we have the economy built and how the game is built the players can really come in and do what they enjoy. If they enjoy crafting and farming and developing their, their ranch or, or their farm, then they can do that and they can earn their shares by crafting and farming. 
if they want to go out and explore and quest and we've got we've got hundreds of quests built into the ecosystem right now and that's expanding they can go out and quest and they can earn their shares by questing and exploring the lore really diving into this lore that has that is so rich and multi-level it's really a neat um approach to that single player role-playing game um where you can really kind of go in and, and individualize your world and really enjoy the time that you're spending within the within the ecosystem all right uh so you talked before about uh, the land sale which is like ongoing like why someone should own a land and what are the benefits of the land yeah absolutely so we take a unique approach to land versus kind of what you we've seen in the space so far you know a lot of times you buy a plot of land you get one plot of land in an entire ecosystem or kingdom um so what we did was flip it on its head a little bit so when you buy a plot of land within the fables of fira you get that entire kingdom that you're purchasing So right now we're selling our first kingdom, which is the kingdom of Dreka. And so when you buy a plot of Dreka land, when you get that deed, you get that entire kingdom. Now the entire kingdom of Dreka is yours to explore, to uh, build out. And it really allows you to individualize and um, customize your experience within Fables of Fyra. Because every decision that you make every NFT that you add to your kingdom, every quest that you complete that unlocks different areas makes your kingdom different, your plot of land different than everybody else's. Furthermore, the kingdom, the the plot of land that you purchase is what allows you access to the play to earn economy. So if you come in on free land, Right, whether you have an NFT dragon or a free dragon and you play on free land, you can build and craft and explore and farm and you can craft items that you can turn into NFTs and sell on the marketplace, but you don't earn daily rewards. Now, All if right. you own if you own NFT land, then you're earning daily rewards based on the total amount of lands that are circulation. To really understand how the NFT lands derive their rewards i recommend everyone go check out our light paper on our website it goes through a lot of detail and it's really an in-depth economy um but really the the entry into the fable to fire play to earn uh economy is the nft lands that we're selling now now uh, yeah, oh, please, yeah. Please, go, please go on so now right now like you mentioned we are having our silver key land sale We had our gold key land sale, and now we're having our silver key land sale. Um, the gold and silver key are very, very limited plots. Gold was a thousand plots. Silver is only a thousand plots. Um, and these are special plots that we're awarding to our early supporters of the Fables of Fire ecosystem. So with the silver key plot of lands that we're selling now, you get whitelisted access to our token um, presale which will give you early access to our token launch. Um, you get you get extra earnings each day based on owning a silver key plot of land. So that silver key plot of land is going to be more attractive to scholars if you're renting out your land. If you're earning a living off of your plot of land, that silver key land is going to give you more rewards, base level rewards each day than a standard NFT plot of land within the kingdom of Dreka. Um, plus the gold and silver key land 
um, give you access or shares of the token, the monthly token rewards pool. So not only do we have a daily token rewards pool that's for CAVE, which is our like in-game play to earn currency, we have a monthly rewards pool that is in BA, which is our premium token. Um, yeah, and yeah. so by owning gold or silver key land, you keep getting these reoccurring benefits of not only earning more, so your time is more valuable within the game, so you earn more base level shares each day, but you'll also get a portion or our shares in the monthly rewards pool and boss. So it's an investment that'll keep paying back over the long run. I see. So we are talking about passive earning here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And NFT land, as you upgrade it, similar to like the land in the Vulcan Forge community and the ecosystem, it, you'll stake your BA tokens within the land um, and there'll be benefit in that as well um, and, and substantial. We're actually getting ready to release a Medium article probably today or tomorrow that'll go through staking benefits and, and what expected APY is and whatnot, but it's definitely attractive and is up there with what we're seeing, uh, probably on the upper end of what we're seeing out in the market right now. All right, cool. Uh, so, you know, I can see that uh, you have a dual token economy, like you said before. Uh, would you mind explaining us how this uh, model is going to work? Yeah, so very similar to what you've seen in like the Vulcan Forge, you know, like ecosystems, what you see kind of in some of the other gaming ecosystems. Uh, we'll have a premium token, which is the BA token. Um, that's like a cross franchise utility token um, that will really have long standing benefit. Um, as we expand out the ecosystem within Fables of Fyra, as well as other games and other expansions into, into other areas. Um, so that token will, will have fixed supply um, and will only be minted once. So you, the only way you'll have access to, to the BA token is either through the public sale, which is, uh, you know, which is our, our token launch, um, or through earnings within the, uh, you know, within the ecosystem and whatnot. Um, so that cave to, or that BA token um, will be used to, you know, for staking, primarily used for staking within your land. It'll be used for entering tournaments, kind of, it'll be the reward that's given out of the rewards pool, um, and really provide a, a, a lot of benefits to holders, right? So holding a specific amount of BA with, with a specific NFT will give you specific or, or specialty roles within the ecosystem, which will allow you to earn more. Um, and it'll also give you first, early, and exclusive access to qualified content as we expand, right? Um, so it's really an important token to hold. Like I said, this is the one that you'll find on the exchanges on the DEXs. So it's what we're calling our premium token. Um, and then we have our cave token. So the cave token is really that, that lifeblood of the economy, um, you know, within the play to earn space. So that's what you'll earn daily. Um, and then um, that's what kind of you'll use for in-game purchases, for minting your items in-game, um, you know, for like, so, so as you, you know, build some of these hard earned items or I find some of these hard earned items, you can turn those into NFTs within the game using cave. Um, furthermore, um, that cave is going to be uh, really beneficial um, for, you know, say kind of how you uh, spend and grow your land and your, your, you know, your kingdom. Um, so like I said, it, it really is that lifeblood of the economy, similar to lava, in, in the Vulcan Forged uh, uh, space. 
So Cave is going to be the play to end token, mm-hmm. while Bach is going to be the utility one. Yes, one correct. Hold. correct. Yep. All right. So are you going to like implement any burning mechanisms for uh, Cave? Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's actually so we were actually looking at that um, the other day as we started modeling the economy, um, and there'll be burning mechanisms for cave um, throughout the entire the, throughout the economy as it moves through different uh, stages or different um, you know segments of the economy. Um, you know, it's like if you go to upgrade your land, uh, a portion of that upgrade fee in cave will go to treasury, and a portion will be burned. If you go to mint an NFT, a portion of that will be burned. Um, you know, so there's there's all these different burning mechanisms within it, and then we're even, and this is we're, we're developing a secondary game that will be built on top of the ecosystem um, that will facilitate a tremendous amount of burn for Cave, as well as providing a, a, a secondary use for Cave tokens as well. So we're really really excited about that because we feel like that is a a bolt on that allows it to continue expanding the ecosystem. Um, while also allowing some burn and and we'll be uh we'll be talking more about that at at Volcon. Okay, perfect. So in Volcon, you're going to share more information about this, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We got a big reveal coming at Volcon. Big reveal. So okay, okay, that's great. <laughs> uh, speaking of tokenomics, uh, dinner. Uh, I can see that you guys are working on the economy of the game. Do you believe that it's going to be sustainable in the long term? I mean, every yeah, game we have seen with dual token economies, the play turn token does not perform well. So yeah. how, what are you going to do to change this? Well, I think what we've addressed a lot of the concerns that we've seen from other play to earn economies, right? Like as you look at some of the other play to earn economies, they didn't really control the amount of supply being entered into the economy. Um, it was really just kind of a, a runaway minting system um, where we our system really relies on the amount of lands in circulation. Um, and the amount of shares mined to really determine how much cave is minted in e- each day. Um, furthermore, we have those burn mechanisms that are built within the economy. So we can burn at, de- at we can burn when necessary to ensure that there's tokens being removed from that that overall circulating supply. Um, and really, one of the biggest things that we do that I don't think a lot of other games have done is we don't rely on the behavior of the players to really control the the how the uh, cave is removed from circulation, right? So like those burn mechanisms are on our side, right? Based on different things that have to happen, plus we're controlling the amount of supply coming in. So therefore we're not relying on players holding or um, you know like liquidity yeah. pools to ensure the value of the play to earn token. We've kind of controlled our own destiny on that standpoint by setting these different these different drains uh, of of tokens while also ensuring that we're controlling that supply that's coming in and then creating an an external demand for cave right so the players that come onto the free land and the free to play land they can grow like so in our game we have a very very um robust and strategic uh expertise like uh um experience trees And so you can become a master craftsman in, let's say, roasting, right? And so you can make these great recipes that allow you to to complete a lot of these quests and and really expand. And those those recipes have a lot of in-game value. 
but you don't, you can't be a master roaster and a master smith. And so to complete and to continue growing your, your um, world or your, your kingdom, you may need some items that can only be crafted by a master smith. So you're going to have to go into the marketplace to purchase those NFTs, right? To purchase those items. Now, a free, a player on free land can become a master smith and craft these very high, hard to, hard to build items, turn them into NFTs. But since they're not earning on the play to earn side because they don't own NFT land, they have to either buy cave or buy ball and convert it to cave to create NFTs. Therefore, creating this external demand for cave as well, not only within the original like play to earn economy, but free to play players can will also have a need and a requirement for cave. Um, so if they want to lock certain areas, they're going to have to buy cave as well. So now you have an external demand for cave as well as internal within the play to earn economy as well. So we're really, you know, I said, I, I think we've built a really great system. Um, and, and we definitely feel that it's sustainable and we have enough levers um, when necessary to ensure that, that that valuation stays where it needs to be at. All right, perfect. Do uh, you know one of my last questions? Uh, what can, what players can do in the game to earn these tokens? Like what are the gameplay aspects going to be? Yeah, so, yeah, so these players, right, they come in, they can craft, they can farm, they can quest, um, they can scavenge. Um, so to earn your shares, to mine your shares, it's two to four hours of gameplay um, to get your full taskbar completed, right? Um, but like I said, we've really allowed it to be up to the player to earn and mine their shares in the manner that they enjoy most. For example, I know uh, you, you're probably familiar with, with Walter Chambers. He's a he's a Vulcan Forge guy, and he's on our team. He's a crafter, right? Like he loves to grind and make axes and all that stuff, and that's how he wants to complete his his uh daily taskbar me i'm a legend of zelda guy like i mean i'm i'm a quester right like so i'm gonna go out and there's hundreds of quests that i can complete um to to fill out my taskbar and that's growing every every day as they continue to develop more quests that's what i'm gonna do to earn my shares right and so you could kind of go and if you're a blended guy you know you don't like that you don't you want to grind some days other days you want to quest you could kind of come into the ecosystem and earn the way that you want to earn um, and I definitely recommend check out our YouTube channel, check out all of our social medias. We got a ton of gameplay video out there every week on Wednesday. We do a live stream where we show like dev updates, um, you know, like from like an agile standpoint, we're running these kind of sprints every and every week we have different updates on Wednesdays. Um, so you come through, you can see different, you know, different territories being built out, different castles being built out. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that we're developing. Um, and George, that, that's one thing that I didn't mention earlier that I do want to mention is very important. We have roughly five years worth of lore already written and kind of storyboarded out for the development of the ecosystem. So not only is this the awakening, which is just the foundation, the ecosystem, we have five years of content that will be added as we continue to grow, cool. as well as other games that will be bolted onto the ecosystem. Um, that will really use the foundational ecosystem to grow out of. So this is just not a one and done. There's a there's a roadmap and and clear line of sight to two to three additional games and just a really great um, overall robust uh, economy. 
All right. Uh, Dino, you mentioned before that you have like five years of content uh, kept planned. So uh, in this content, are there any plans for MMO? Is, is this going to be multiplayer? Yeah, so we do we do understand the importance of having that social interaction and whatnot. Um, so we right now we're looking at at the best ways to incorporate like multiplayer and like that social interaction within our our game and our ecosystem. So that is definitely in the plans of to now that we've got the base level, the foundation built to begin focusing on how we can have those social interaction, that competition amongst players. All right, that's 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 great to hear. Uh, so last question for you. You mentioned before very art, uh, which means that you are an OG in the space of Vulcan Forge, like it's how Vulcan Forge began. So I would like to ask, what is your affiliation with Vulcan Forge and how do you guys work together? Yeah. So Stephen, Stephen has had a, a or oversized hat. Stephen, our, our CEO, has had a tremendous amount of. Um, of success and experience with the Vulcan Forge community. Um, it's really the base of who we are. Um, you know, if you if you look back at the the history of Fables of Fyra, we started as coddle pets. Um, and this was like I said, a, a project that was on, on Vulcan Forge. And uh, you know, like I said, and we've we've continued to grow and expand with Vulcan Forge and and really see them as our as our main launch pad and partner um, as we continue to grow. Um, you know, like I said, I think Jamie's put together one heck of a, a group over there at Vulcan Forge. And um, I mean the the amount of of experts and um, advisors that he has surrounding him is absolutely tremendous, best in class. Um, so, you know, as Steven, myself, Heidi, the entire team looked at where we wanted to really kind of, uh, um, you know, where we really want to build off of, we were really excited with, with Vulcan Forge, the Elysium blockchain coming there. I mean, there's a lot of great, great things happening over there. Uh, last question. Are you going to port over Elysium? So right now we're going to Polygon, um, and that is the plan once Elysium gets up and running and, and whatnot. I mean, obviously, we have some technical requirements and, and stuff like that for our NFTs and everything, but um, I know that our dev team is looking at that absolutely. Once uh, you know, like once it gets up and running, it's stable and, and everything's going, like, yeah, we see ourselves being on the Elysium chain. Uh, however, like I said, in, in the interim, we will be Polygon so we can get off of VeChain um, and just kind of really get into that, that Polygon space that allows us to use so many more automation tools and whatnot um, while we wait for, for Elysium to wrap up. Yeah, it won't be difficult to port, I guess, since it's EVM chains, mm -hmm. so yeah. it will be easy. All right. Uh, thank you very much for being with me today, Dino. Uh, and thank you guys for being again to another episode of Game from the Blog. Uh, Dino, I wish the very best to your game, the very best to the sale. Guys, you should check out Fables of Farah and check out the sale, obviously. Uh, anything else you would like to add before we close? No, George, I just want to thank you. It's a great show. I appreciate your time. Uh, we, we, I think we, we had some great questions that we that we went through. Um, like I said, anything that comes up, like, uh, you know, me, Heidi, Steven, the entire team, Walter, we're all kind of combing through the Discord. So any questions that come up, hit us up in Discord. Let us know. Um, like I said, Silver Key Land Sales Live. Um, we'd love to have, we're, we're expanding the community. We'd love to have as many people as possible and just keep going. So I, I appreciate it, George. Thank you. You got a great show and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Take care, everyone.